You can't stop obsessing over vampires. The blood-sucking creatures have inspired hundreds of movies, books, plays and dramas. And rightly so. I mean, Dracula was a great book. But did you know that he wasn't actually the first vampire? No. The origin of the fang devil actually has its roots in Greek mythology. Much like, well, basically everything else. But the Greek tale is completely unlike the one narrated by Bram Stoker. No, it's actually about love, a concept found in a lot of Greek tales, which is what makes it so different from Bram's story. But enough of the prelude, let's dive into the story itself. So a tale of love, jealousy and backstabbing begins in Italy of all places, the ancestral home of pizza. And the star of a tale is Ambrosio, just Ambrosio. So Ambrosio, or Ambi as we'll call him, had a pretty normal childhood. Went to school, had mates, drank beer on Sundays with his buddies and had pizza nights every night, cause Italy. He grew up to be quite adventurous and around 20 years of age or so, decided to travel to Delphi, the home of the most famous oracle, the oracle of Delphi, to know his fortune. Why Delphi, you ask? Why not other places? Well, same reason I picked Burger King over McDonald's. Their burgers are more awesome. And in this case, instead of burgers, we have fortune. So, he got himself a boat, said ciao to Italy, and set out for Greece. A month or so later, he arrived at the western edge of Greece, Astakos, with a K, not because it was a prime month, and round shape. From there, he continued by his Porsche, sorry, Horse, fucking Italians, to Delphi. Now, important note here Apollo, the god of the sun, has a pretty impressive skill set which includes prophecy, which is why most, but not all, of the oracles would sit in one of his temples. The Delphic oracle was special, which is why she was seated at his biggest temple in Delphi. Anyway, back to the story. So, Ambi arrives at the temple, just puffed out, because what could go wrong for this handsome Italian fella? Well, turns out, quite a lot. The actual words of the prophecy are unclear, but summarized it goes, the curse, the mountain, and the blood will run. As you can correctly imagine, it scared a brave hero shitless. That night, he slept quite restlessly, and the next morning, having nothing to do and hoping that the prophecy was wrong, went to the oracle for clarification. But aha, the twist in the story comes now. He saw a beautiful, beautiful girl, Shalene. And well, if you've watched movies or read books, you know what happens now. A brave hero, no, sorry, simp, strikes up a conversation with her, and before you know it, in a couple of weeks' time, both of them are nuts about each other. They keep seeing each other at dawn until it was time for Ambi to leave. But does he leave Delphi to return to Italy to fulfill his duty of perfecting the pizza? No. The little idiot asks Celine to marry him. And Celine, even more of a bigger idiot, agrees. Not only that, she agrees to go to Italy with him. Why is she even more of a bigger idiot, you must be thinking. Well. Celine had a sister who was an oracle at Delphi, which is why she hung around the temple every day, to take care of her sister and the temple, not to be hit on by Italian dudes who have had bad days. Now you must be thinking, 
what could go wrong? Two young people who have confessed the love for each other and have agreed to live together for the rest of their lives, albeit someone in this relationship has abandoned their sister for a random guy they barely know a month ago. You see, that's where you're wrong. The twist in the tale comes in the form of none another than Apollo. He too has a crush, if you put it in modern context, on Celine. You can imagine that he wasn't exactly making wedding arrangements when Celine agreed to marry Ambrosio. No, quite the opposite, in fact. He became so angry that he decided to curse Andy at sunset the day before everyone's favorite couple was supposed to elope. What was the curse, you ask? Well, sunlight would burn his skin so they wouldn't be able to elope or heck, even meet at dawn. The next morning, as Ambi was getting ready to leave for Italy with his fiance, he discovered that sunlight burned his skin. Distraught, he ran to Hades, the god of the underworld, for assistance. Not in the first choice, but desperate times call for desperate measures. Anyway, Hades offered a soon-to-be vamp, Ambi, a deal. If he stole Artemis, the goddess of the hunt, silver bow, Hades would offer him and Selene protection in the underworld from Apollo. Now, keep in mind that the underworld is literally under the world, so Ambi would be safe against sunlight nevertheless. It was Apollo he really needed protection from, because the god of the sun wasn't exactly all sunshine and rainbows, as he'd been spurned by ladies quite a few times. So, yeah. Anyway, back to the story. So, Ambi agreed to take the deal, and before he could leave to complete his quest, Hades asked him to leave his soul as collateral, in case a thick-headed Ambi decided to make a no-show. However, Hades took some pity on a love-struck hero and gave him a magical bow and eleven arrows. Seeing as he was in quite a hurry, Hades forgave him for not saying thank you and let him go without any fuss. Now, Ambi thought, oh man, Selene must be worried. I gotta think of some way to explain the delay without getting a tan in the process. Ah, yes, there goes a swan. Let me kill one of the most graceful animals on earth and use its blood as ink and feather as a pen. I mean, I'm telling you, the guy's crazy. The next morning, when Celine read the notes, she had to act like everything was normal because she was, well, working at Apollo's temple. This gory one-sided love letter exchange continued until Ambi ran out of arrows. Now, if you're concerned about the pain of fate of swans, if you have a heart, well, Ambi killed tons of swans with them until he was left with the last one. After writing the notes, he offered the swans as sacrifices to Artemis, the goddess. When he missed the last shot, he began to cry, and taking pity on him, Artemis gave him her silver bow and arrow to take the last shot. But turns out, our Ambi was shedding crocodile tears. As soon as he laid his hands on Artemis' weapon, he made a dash for the underworld. Unfortunately for him, being the goddess of the hunt had its perks, one of them being outrunning a heartbroken Italian guys. She cursed him. This guy just can't get a break with the curses. That silver would also burn his skin. Crying again, but for real this time, Ambi fell to the ground, writhing in pain. Before Artemis could smite him, he begged of her mercy and explained the mess he was in. Hearing his tale of woe, she pitied him again and gave him fangs, claws and the ability to remain immortal while drinking the blood of animals. She offered him a deal. 
Both Ambi and Saleen had to worship Artemis for the rest of their lives, leave Apollo's temple and move into Artemis's unfurnished temple. Ambi agreed immediately, seeing as he had no other choice, and wrote a note to Selene asking her if she was down with the plan. The next morning, when Selene read the note, she headed to the docks, where, as per Ambi's instructions, if she were if she agreed with Artemis's plan, she'd find him in a coffin on a ship. The next morning, they escaped to Artemis's temple, where they lived for a long, long time. Oh, I forgot to mention this part. Since Artemis wasn't a big fan of romance, the reunited at last couple can touch, kiss, uh, hold hands even. Also, no children, obviously. But the duo still agreed with the plan. Anyway, before long, the time came when Selene was on a deathbed and Ambi was still young and youthful, thanks to his diet of pizzas and blood. Desperate, he killed another swan and offered it as a sacrifice to Artemis. After he told her the sequel of his tale of woe, Artemis again pitied him and offered him another deal. He could touch Selene just once. He had to drink her blood, and after she was drained, Artemis would make her the goddess of the moon, assuring immortality. Ambi was vehemently against this plan, but Selene begged him to do it, and he did it. Lovely heart saying no when your girlfriend's made a pouty face. Now, Selene became the goddess of the moon, and uh, every night the clever girl would touch Ambrosio through moonlight. Thus ends a tale of two. Yeah, it's funny. Okay, so, now the story is based off the scriptures of Delphi, a document whose authenticity is held in high suspicion. Uh, some people believe that it was recen- written as recently as the 18th century. Also, there are multiple versions of the story. So in one, Selene was a goddess from the beginning and in another, the dream couple have children. Some stories also claim that Ambrosio is still alive, living in Florence, Italy. Yet another version claims that the years after Selene's death, many vampires existed in clans and fighting broke out among them for dominance. Also, the behavior of certain gods is, well, doubtful at best. First of all, no god or goddess accepts a second-hand sacrifice, especially Artemis, considering she was one of the Olympians. Second, Artemis is the virgin goddess and took a chastity vow, and the hunters had to follow the same, including the gnome romance rule. So the fact that Artemis helped a distraught lover out, not once but thrice, is highly doubtful. So yeah, don't trust the story. But anyway, I liked it, so I thought I'd share it. Okay, alright folks, that's all for this one. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at tattledevil.podcast for episode updates, sources, news, etc. That's all for this one. Bye, and I'll see you all in the next one.